hell. He must have got heat stroke or something. He's done lost his mind. He thinks this is December the 31st. No, this ain't December the 31st. But this is the new year. This is the real new year. Amen? The real new year. Turn your Bibles to the book of Leviticus chapter 23. Looking at verse 23. I'm going to read it to you from the New King James Version of the Bible this morning. How many of y'all glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Boy, I tell you, I'm so excited about this message. I started to preach it first and sing later. Tim got me all happy singing glory, glory. I just said, well, we're going to have to go ahead and sing it now. Amen. I may have to get you to sing it before church is over today, though. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Amen. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 23. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of the trumpets, a holy convocation, and you shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Father, we thank you right now for the blessing of your holy word. We thank you that this is a new year, that this is, we are on the verge of New Year's Eve right now. We're in the middle of New Year's Eve, and we are about to enter into a brand new year, a brand new covenant with you, God, a brand new anointing with you. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to come in, take over this service, anoint your servant, hide me behind the cross, and reveal your precious word to the saints. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. amen. Turn my mic down just a little bit, Miss Angel. Praise the Lord. All right. Five. Four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Come on, everybody. Say Happy New Year to somebody. Look over at your neighbor. Happy New Year! Now, we just read that this is a day of blowing of the trumpet. Let me hear that trumpet sound. I, I can't blow it. Y'all hear that? saying speak to the children of Israel saying in the seventh month on the first day of the month you shall have a Sabbath rest a memorial a blowing of the trumpets a holy congregation and you shall do no customary work on it and you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord come on can we just stand to our feet this morning and give God some glory give God some glory hallelujah today is Today is the day of blowing of the trumpets. Rosh Hashanah is here right now. The celebration of Rosh Hashanah around the world happening right now. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Miss Angel. Hallelujah. Come on and praise God, church. This is a new year. This is a new moment. 
Your past is in the past. This is a new moment. This is a new year right now. We have just entered into the year of 5,783. That is the real you year from the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 until right now it's 5,783 years. Come on and give God some praise for the new year. Hallelujah. You might be saying, well, brother, it's, uh, we usually celebrate New Year at midnight. And uh, we usually celebrate that on December 31st. And at midnight, it's the New Year. Well, that may be true if you're without God. But God's calendar is right now. You see, that seventh month that we just read about, you just read Leviticus 23 and 23. You just witnessed prophecy. You just witnessed the Word of God coming alive and fulfilled in your moment of life right here this morning. Oh, some of y'all will be shouting. I don't know how you can sit there. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm excited about what God is doing this morning. This is the seventh month on the Hebrew Calendar on the Hebrew calendar, it is the is the blowing of the trumpets, which is why we blew the trumpet this morning. This is called a shafar. Brother Frankie was nice enough to bring this in to me today. I wasn't going to attempt to blow it because I can't blow it like that, Amen. Like we just heard, but somebody knows how to blow these things. They can make it sound beautiful, just like you just heard. How many of y'all know there's going to be another trumpet blowing, amen? And the dead in Christ are going to rise. Come on, church. And those that remain alive are going to be called up. Mm. I come to preach to somebody this morning. If I got to preach to myself and get happy by myself. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Today is a new day. A new day. This is month in Hebrew. Mm, is that seventh month. The reason that we waited until 11.34 a.m. is because the sun had just set in Israel at their time. They're seven hours ahead of us. And in Israel, the sun just set. You see, the beginning of a new day starts when sun sets, not when sun rises in Israel on God's calendar. So when the sun set in Israel, I looked it up. And they're seven hours ahead of us, which put it at 11 a.m. our time, which put it sunset their time. So we have just entered in with Israel into the year of 5,783. And I know some of you are looking at me and you're saying, I ain't never heard this before. They don't teach me this in school. They told me we was in the year of 20 and 22. Well, you are on the Gregorian calendar, but we're not talking about the Gregorian calendar. We're talking about God Almighty calendar. We're talking about the calendar that started in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. We're talking about the original language that God spoke to Adam and Adam spoke to God. And that is the language of Hebrew, the perfect language, Mm, the perfect language. And I'm convinced that we're going to speak that perfect language when we get all get to heaven. We're all going to be speaking Hebrew with the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm not the only one that thinks that. There's a lot of people that think that this morning. Praise God. But this is the year of 5,783. Israel calls this Rosh Hashanah. Has anybody ever heard of that before? Maybe you have. Just couldn't, didn't understand exactly what they were saying. It means the beginning of the new year. The month that we're talking about is... is uh, 
Teresh, and the beginning, of, and it literally means in Hebrew, the beginning, or the head of the year. Brother Brandon, how about bumping that air condition down one degree for me, brother? But it literally means the beginning. The beginning. So this is the beginning, the head of the year. That's literally what the, the word Teresh means. So it's the beginning of the year, and this is the beginning of the new year, and it's been calculated, and it has been it has come up, been come up with by the scholars from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that this is actually the year of 5,783. You say, well, preacher, the, the school told me that the, that the planet was like billions of years old. Do y'all, y'all, y'all think maybe man might have it wrong? Huh? Has it ever dawned on you that man don't know everything? Has it ever dawned on you that the scientists could have it wrong? Amen? Your Bible does not support a billion-year-old earth. Your Bible supports an earth that is under 6,000 years old. Actually, 5,783. Amen? When y'all fill out a check this week, go ahead and write 5,783 for the year. (laughs) <laughs> the bank might not cash it. I don't know. but <laughs> Wouldn't you have a good time trying to explain it to somebody? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we know that the earth is not billions of years old. We know that the earth is actually less than 6,000 years old. And we know this because God told us this. Amen. God told us this. We're talking about the beginning of Genesis chapter 1. And verse 1. How many of y'all believe that Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 is truth? Because if you think it's a fiction, you think it's a fairy tale, then I can't help you. Come on. If you don't believe that God spoke to Moses and He spoke to him face to face and told him Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. If you don't believe that, I can't help you. I believe it. Amen. Amen. God spoke it. Moses wrote it down. I believe it to be God's truth this morning. Amen. Amen. I also believe in the virgin birth. Does anybody here believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ? Mm. Hallelujah. So Genesis chapter 1 in verse 1 tells us that. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 50. Reading to you from the New King James Bible once again. It says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. You shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Woo, praise God. I'm getting excited already, ain't you? Come on, preachers. Where are my preachers at? Y'all ought to be shouting glory right now. Come on. We all going to be changed. Come on. If you got back pain this morning, if your body is old and wearing you out and giving you problems and fits, you ought to be shouting right now because we're about to get changed. Mm. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Oh, and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when the corruptible has put on incorruption and the more mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. 
Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Glory to God. Mm. Man, I want somebody to get happy with me. I know Brother Mark and Bonnie's with me today. I don't know about the rest of you. Come on, brother. They ain't got no arthritis in my glorified body. We ain't got no back problems in my glorified body. My glorified body can't even spell diabetes. Come on, church. Come on, church. People with a glorified body don't even know what a migraine feels like. Come on, church. Hey, you ain't rolling out of bed in heaven. You jumping up and shouting to the glory of God. Come on, church. Oh, death, <laughs> where's your sting? You see, y'all just don't understand. I'm never going to die. Oh, preacher, what's wrong with you? We all going to die. We all going to take our last breath. Yeah, I'm going to take my last breath on earth, but I'll be taking my first breath in heaven. Come on. Come on. I'm never going to die. Jesus told me I would never, ever die. I will never die. The real me on the inside. shouting the most. I'm telling you, church, a glorified body that don't know how to ache. Come on. We won't see Brother Dwayne doing one of these numbers in heaven. He does this, it means his back's hurting him. Mm -mm. He ain't going to do that in heaven. He's going to be doing this. Come on. Come on, church. Mm. A glorified body. That's what Paul told us. I said, that's what Paul told us. Are you with me this morning, church? I said, that's what Paul told us in a moment, in the twinkling of a sand. Oh, my Lord. In the twinkling of an eye. 
Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Comma. At the last trumpet. Whoo, come on, blow that shafar again. At the last trumpet. At the last trumpet sound. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet sound. Oh, come on, church. At the last trumpet sound, the dead in Christ are going to rise. Mama's coming out of the grave. Grandma's coming out of the grave. Your daddy's coming out of the grave, Jen. Who's coming out of the grave? Hallelujah. Your husband's coming out of the grave. Yo, come on, church. Lord, if you can't get excited this morning, your shout done got broke. I'm talking about coming out of the grave this morning. Mm. There ain't no grave gonna hold this body down. I said there ain't no grave gonna hold this body down when the last trumpet blows, church. Ooh, hallelujah. 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 Mm, thank you, Miss Angel. Hallelujah. Question here. Is it possible? Is it possible? Hmm. Think about this now. Is it possible that Paul, the Apostle Paul, is telling us that on Rosh Hashanah, the day of the trumpet blowing, that Jesus is coming back to get the church? Amen. I said, is it possible that Paul is trying to give the church a clue? It's saying in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet blow. Is it possible that Paul is saying on Rosh Hashanah, Jesus is coming back for the church? Amen. Is it possible? Amen. Some of you sitting there and you say, well, hold on now, preacher. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 36, but of that day and of that hour knoweth no man, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. I'm glad you brought that up because Rosh Hashanah started right now and it goes to Tuesday. I said it started today and it goes to Tuesday. You want to know why? Because they don't know exactly what the day was. Is it today or is it tomorrow or is it Tuesday? They don't know exactly what the day is. But we know when the trumpet blows. We know. That's why they call it Rosh Hashanah. They start celebrating now. And they celebrate until the sun sets again on Tuesday. Between now and Tuesday at sunset is Rosh Hashanah. Could the rapture of the church happen now? Between now, today, this moment, and Tuesday, is it a clue? Was Jesus giving us a clue when he said, No man knows the hour, no man knows the day? Could Jesus be giving us a clue that it's coming on Rosh Hashanah? Let me tell you, many scholars, many scholars believe it's very possible. It's very possible. Say, so, well, preacher, which one is it? I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to be ready to go. Amen. I said, I'm going to be ready to go, church. Amen. I said, I'm going to be ready to go, church. Yes. 
when you go back to Leviticus 23 and 24, it says in the seventh month, on the first day of the month. So we don't know is the seventh month, the first day of the month, the month of Tisha. Is it now or is it Tuesday? We don't know, but we're going to celebrate now until Tuesday. And we're going to get ready for Jesus to come back. Come on. And we're going to make sure that we're ready to go up at the last trumpet sound. Hallelujah. We're going up, church. Mm. Oh, come on, church. Somebody needs to get ready. I said somebody needs to get ready. The real question this morning is, are you rapture ready? Are you rapture ready? Are you ready to go up and see Jesus right now? Are you ready to meet your maker? Are you ready for that great family reunion in the sky when we get to see grandma again? When we get to see grandpa again? When you get to put your arms around your daddy and your mama? When we get to see Jesus Christ in the flesh? Come on, church. I'm talking about the I feel sorry for all those sad you sees that don't believe in the rapture of the church. That's why they said you see. Come on, church. Some of y'all called it, some of you didn't. During the time recorded in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50 through 54, God will transform the bodies of the believers. Is there any believers in the house of God this morning? I'm looking for a believer in Jesus Christ this morning. Are you saved? Are you sanctified? Do you know Jesus as your Savior, as your King, as your Lord? Do you know Jesus? I was so happy. I was sitting in my recliner Wednesday. And my wife told me, you know, she reports to me on how you preachers are doing on Wednesday nights. I said, well, how did Lisa do And she said, well, I can just let you, I can play it for you and let you hear her preach. You know you're being recorded. <laughs> and so she began to tell me how Lisa was doing. And then she said, and she gave an altar call. I said, good, because that's exactly what I told her to do. I said, if you're going to preach the gospel, you give an altar call. Because if you don't give an altar call, you're just giving a speech. Come on. And Lisa was obedient and she gave an altar call. And then Angel said, and somebody got saved. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody got saved. Somebody came to Jesus. Somebody cried out and said, I'm lost. I'm undone. I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior this morning. Come on, church. We need a Savior. And His name is Jesus Christ. I'm happy you're happy this morning. I love it. Man, I'm excited about this. There's so much of it. There ain't no way I'm going to be able to preach all this today. The real question is, are you rapture ready, church? Mm. Are you rapture ready? So those that are believers, we're going to get an immortal body. We're going to live forever. 
The sounding of the shofar encourages us to remember that in our present bodies are only temporal. I said our present body is only temporal. Come on, somebody. Talk back to that arthritis and say, you might be trying to hurt me now, but you'll never touch me when I see the pearly gates. I might have a migraine today, but I'll never have another migraine when I get through the pearly gates. Come on. I might be fighting about this thing. The older I get, the more excited I get. Can some of you old folks say amen to that? The older we get, the more excited we get. Come on. You mean one of these days I get to slip out of this old body? This old body that's aggravating me. This old body that wants to hold me back. This old body that don't want me to go. And I want to go, but my body won't go. I can go in my spirit, but I can go in my heart. But my body says no. One of these days, that body ain't going to speak nothing, honey. Because they're going to lay it down and pick up a glorified body. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to go to the hospital and preach this message this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look in that cha- uh, chapter 4 and verse 13. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all thought 1 Corinthians was good? Wait till you hear this. Verse 13. Chapter 4. Verse 1 Thessalonians. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brother. Come on, look over at your neighbor. Say, don't be ignorant, brother. Don't be ignorant, sister. God don't want us to be ignorant today. Come on. Don't be ignorant, brother, concerning those that have fallen asleep. Y'all know that's what death really is. They didn't die, they just went to sleep. The body just went to sleep. Come on. Those that have fallen asleep. Lest you sorrow as others and have no hope. Listen to you. There's a time that it's time to stop grieving those that have died and gone on to heaven. Come on, church. There's a time when the grieving process has to come to an end. And let me tell you, there is such thing as a demon, a demon spirit of grief. That will get a hold of somebody and literally grieve you to death. I've heard of billy goats. We had a billy goat one time and a nanny. The nanny died and the billy goat was grieving himself to death and was going to die if we didn't do something. A billy goat will grieve themselves to death if their spouse dies and they feel like they're lost and all alone. We had to give that billy goat back to where we bought it from and put some more more goats in there with it so he would know it was not alone. I want to tell you church, we're not alone. Heavens are rejoicing this morning, and our dead ones are not dead. They are alive, and they're doing well with Jesus. Mm. Your mama didn't die. She's still alive, sister. And she don't need no dialysis in heaven. Kidneys are working perfect, praise God. Ooh, hallelujah. Mm, Some of y'all need to learn how to shout this morning. I'm going to tell you. 
I said, some of y'all need to learn how to shout this morning. I said, some of y'all need to learn how to shout this morning. Mm. Verse 14, and if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. The saints are coming back. That's what it just said. Come on. Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet. Oh, my Lord, the trumpet of God, the trumpet of God. Come on, church. This is the day of the trumpet. This is the day of the feast of the trumpet of God right now. You're living in it. You're living in a church, the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those who are alive and remain shall be called up together with those in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. The blowing of the trumpet. The dead in Christ are going to rise. And those that remain will be called up to meet the Lord in the sky. I'm telling you the truth this morning. As sure as I'm standing before you, this is the gospel truth. The gospel truth. We shall never die. We shall live forever with the Lord Jesus Christ. Our grandparents and our parents did not die. They went to sleep in their bodies. Your daughter's not dead. She's alive, brother. She's alive. She's alive. Hallelujah. When the last trumpet blows. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing that last trumpet blow. That sound that you're hearing is the sound of the trumpet that I'm talking about. It's the sound of the shafar that I'm holding in my hand. One just like it. There are many shapes. This, is, this came out of a, of a goat. Amen. This is a goat horn, but they come out of, out of different animals and they have different shapes and, and they curl around a whole lot different. But I'm going to tell you, it's the same thing. It's the sound of the shofar that is blowing. Amen. And the dead in Christ are going to rise. Could Paul and Jesus Christ be giving us a clue as to what day is going to happen on? Could it be the day of Rosh Hashanah? Could it be today? Could it be right now? Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning? Are you ready, church? The day could be today. Listen, but if he doesn't come today, I'll look for him tomorrow. If he doesn't come tomorrow, I'll look for him the day after that. If he doesn't come the day after that, I'll keep looking for him until he comes. I'll keep looking for him until he comes. Be the wise virgin, not the foolish virgin. Keep your oil in your lamps, come on. And keep the fire lit. Keep the gospel fire lit in your soul, church. Mm. For Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, church. Let me give you a prophetic word. Y'all know there's a lot of people... When the New Year's roll around, 
31st of December and going into the 1st of January, everybody wants to jump up and give a prediction as to what the new year is going to bring. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let me tell you what the new year of 5,783. And again, we're not going to get into everything this morning. You're going to have to come back on Friday night at 7 o'clock and we're going to jump right back into this. Amen. Oh, that was weak right there. Where's that fence at? Somebody go get that fence and bring it out here. (laughs) The prophetic word by many rabbis and prophets are saying that the new year of 5,783 actually is coming from the Hebrew numbers of 5, 7, 8, and 3. Let me teach you something right here. Just like we have our alphabet... The Hebrew alphabet is real too. The, the Israelite people have a Hebrew alphabet that they use for spelling of their words. Now they, they write completely different than we do. They go, from, they go from left to right. We go from right to left. They go from left to right. But every letter in their alphabet has a number. Every number that they have when they count has an alphabet letter. Their alphabet letters and their numbers go together. Is anybody following me right now? That's so there is an alphabet number that the letter that goes with the five, the seven, the eight, and the three. And every alphabet letter also has a name. The first letter in the Hebrew language is Alpha. Anybody know what that means? Oh, hallelujah. Father. The first name in the Hebrew alphabet is Father. Oh, praise God. Oh, come on, somebody. Mm. So the word five. Five means, listen to this, grace to overcome. Grace to overcome. God-given ability. Many of you, many many of you know that we are living in the time of grace. How many of y'all know that? We're not living in the time of judgment. We're not living in the time of the Old Testament, amen. God's not sending down fire right now to zap us when we, when we do wrong, amen. We're living in a time of grace. That five means grace. Listen to this. Grace to overcome. Look over at your neighbor and say, God is giving you grace to overcome. Come on, look at your neighbor. God is giving you grace to overcome. Whatever you've been going through, church. Whatever you've been going through, God is giving you grace to overcome. And you are an overcomer. Seven. Seven is the manifest spirit of God. Mm. That means God Almighty has showed up and He has showed out. He has put it all on the line. That means God is not holding anything back. The manifest presence of God. The manifest spirit of God. Spiritual perfection. Spiritual perfection. Listen, all we need, church, all you need right now is a manifest presence of the Holy Ghost in your life. No matter what you're facing, no matter what your problem is, no matter what your health condition is, no matter what they're saying on the job, no matter what the doctor is saying, no matter what your children are saying, no matter what the bill collector is saying, come on, all you need is a manifest presence of God in your life from the Holy Ghost this morning. He will bring the perfect completion, the spiritual perfection. He will bring it. Eight. Eight means a new beginning. Mm. Some of y'all need to hit reset on your computer. 
Y'all know how to do that? I'm terrible at computers. My wife will tell you I have no patience on a computer. When I can't get it to do right, I just pull the power cord and plug it back up. I know you ain't supposed to do that, right? I said, no wonder you don't know how to work a computer. You're messing it all. That's what I do. I unplug it, plug it back up. What does that do? It's called reset. It'll reset that computer when it gets frozen up, you know, and that little circle just go, you know what I'm saying? And you about ready to kick the computer screen, just reach down there and unplug it. And then plug it back up, it'll reset. It'll reboot. Some of us need to need a reset in our lives right now, church. Some of us need a reset right now. A new beginning. The eight is a new beginning. It's time for us to start with a new beginning. Listen to this. The old man is dead and gone. Let's hit the reset and start over again. This is a prophetic word for somebody in here right now. You need to reset your life right now. Just reset it. Just reset it. Forget about the past. Forget about yesterday. Today is a new day and a new year. We're living in 5,783. Mm. Three. Listen to this. This is so important. We just went from 82 to 83. Three. The number three. We're going to be talking more about this three on Friday night. This is what I'm going to give you this morning. Three. This is what I'm going to tell you something. I've been studying this all week. Rabbis. People who call themselves prophets. People who call themselves Bible uh, theologians. People who study the scriptures. People who study Hebrew. They're all saying the same thing. I'm going to tell you, when everybody starts saying the same thing, you better pay attention. <laughs> when the rabbis and the prophets are lining up, you better start paying attention. When people who stutter, study the Hebrew language and they study Hebrew numbers and they understand the link between the number and the language and the number and the letters. Come on, church. You better start listening. Listen to what they're saying. You might want to write this down. Listen to what they're saying. Three, it means get things in order. Mm. Get your house in order. Get your life in order. In order. Come on. Get your life together. Come on, church. Get your life together. There, I wish the house was full right now because you and I both know there is people that need to hear this right now. Get your life together. Get your house in order. Mm. Finish well. Finish well. I, I love Dr. Hill, our, our international bishop. He preaches a, a message and he drives it home with all the preachers and he says, finish the Great Commission. Finish the Great Commission, church. We've been called, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Go ye out therefore and make disciples of all nations. The Great Commission, preachers. Jesus is saying, finish the Great Commission. Dr. Tim Hill is telling the Pentecostal churches. He's telling the Church of God. He's telling the Baptist church. He's telling the Methodists. He's telling anybody that will listen. Finish the Great Commission. It's time to get our house in order. It's time to get our lives in order. Come on, church. It's time to get our government in order and finish the work. Finish the work. Get your life in order, church. Get your life in order and finish the work. Finish this thing, church. 5,783 is the year of decisions. 
Listen to me. We have just entered into the year of decisions. This is what the rabbis are saying. This is what the prophets are saying. This is what the word of God is saying. This is what the numbers in Hebrew are saying. This is what the letters in Hebrew are saying. We are in the year of decision. This is so important that we pray about the decisions that we make. This is so important that we wake up. It's so important that we get our lives in order. And it's important that we make right decisions today. Righteous, listen to me, righteous decision. Every decision needs to come from the Word of God. And if you can't find your decision in the Word of God, then don't do it. If you can't find your decision coming out of the Word of God, let me say one more time, don't do it. Don't act on that decision. Get your life in order. Make every decision based on the Holy Scriptures of God. Come on, church. This is the year of decision. Let me tell you why this is so important. Because next year, uh, 5,784 is the year of consequence. The year of consequence is coming in just 12 months. The year of consequence is coming. Every decision you make this year, you will pay for it next year. If you make a bad decision next year, you will reap a bad harvest from that decision next year. Listen to me, church. This is so important. If you make a righteous decision this year and you act on that righteous decision, you'll reap the benefits of it next year. The year of consequence is next year. Today is the year of decision. Get our life in order. Get your house in in order. Think about it, church. And I'm getting ready to close. Come up, come up here to the piano. I'm getting ready to close. Think about it, church. We are about to have a very important midterm election, are we not? Yes. November is coming quick. Just two months away. We are about to have a serious midterm election. And this ain't about who you're voting for. Come on. I will tell you who to vote for. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to go there. This, I'm going to go there this morning. I'm going to tell you who to vote for. Y'all ready? Vote for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Vote for Jesus Christ. Vote for the Holy Word of the Living God. Vote for the Holy Word of the Living God. Amen. Policies matter. What they stand behind matters. Come on. And to tell you the truth, some of us is going to have to just make a decision. Which one's less evil than the other? Let's just tell the truth. Come on. Because there's there's, there's bad on both sides of of this political fence that you and I are finding ourselves in in this world. We're going to have to make a decision which one's less evil. Because there is no good candidate. Come on. I said there is no good candidate. There is no righteous candidate out there. Our decisions that we make are vital. We are living in a year of decision right now. Consequences coming next year. And here on this prophetic moment, on this prophetic moment, as we are two months away from midterm elections and they are very important, 
as to how what's going to happen in America. It's time for America to get the government in order. It's time to the White House get in order with the word of the living God. And King Jesus is sitting in the driver's seat again. Come on. In the Oval Office, in the Congress, and in the Senate. We need King Jesus in the Oval Office, in the Congress, and in the Senate, and in the governor's mansion. Come on, church. We need King Jesus. We vote for King Jesus. That's who we vote for. And guess what? King Jesus is not Republican. Man, he got real quiet right there. I'm going to try this side of the church. And King Jesus is not Democrat. He's not Libertarian. Come on. But he is righteous. He is righteous. King Jesus. That's who we vote for, church. Vote for the word of the living God. We are entering into a time, whatever decision, whatever personal decisions you're about to make in your life, and I can tell by some of your face expressions that decisions have been weighing on your mind. Decisions are weighing on some people's mind. Pray about every decision. Don't act without prayer. Don't go through the decision without prayer. You might not see the real truth. There might be more to the story than you know. Come on. Brother Frank and used to tell me when I was young that the grass was greener on the other side of the fence. And then the old timer showed up and said, Son, that's because of the septic tank underneath the grass. <laughs> You better find out why the grass is greener on the other side of the fence of your decision, church. There might be a sewer tank underneath it. And you can't always see things on the surface. Amen? That's a good word for somebody this morning. Listen to this. It is vital that God's people get voted into position for a shift. A shift. This is a prophetic word here. A shift in the political powers that also has an effect in the spiritual powers is about to happen. As a matter of fact, we better be prayed up and vote from the Holy Spirit in the spiritual realm before we ever vote in the physical realm. Amen? God is about to finish something. I say God is about to finish something. That's what that three means. 5,783 as we celebrate Rosh Hashanah. This is a new year. A new beginning. And God is going to finish something in our lives. He's going to finish something in this church. God is going to finish something this year. He's going to finish something in America. He's going to finish something in Israel. He's going to finish something in Ukraine. He's going to finish something, come on, in in England. He's going to finish something. God is going to bring an end to what's happening around the world. God is working in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm. The year of decision. Get your house in order. Listen to this. And I'm about to wrap it up. Hidden sins. Hidden sins. Church, don't have any hidden sins in your life. This is a warning from God right now, I'm telling you, in the Spirit. Your hidden sins are about to be revealed. The hidden sins 
of our political parties are about to be revealed. The hidden sins of our government are about to be revealed. Y'all need, need to be watching the news. I'm telling you, the hidden sins are about to be revealed. About to be revealed. The year of revealing. The year of revealing started last year in 5,782. And we're going into the second year of the year of revealing. The year of revealing things. The year of stirring things up. God is stirring up things. He started stirring things up last year and He's going to take us into another year of stirring things up and He is revealing truth that has been hidden from the eyes of the people. And we want no people, we want no truth about things, church. Get your house in order. Let's get the house of God in order. Come on. Let's get the Bible church of God in order. Let's get our family's house in order. Let's get our soul in order. Come on. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? The prophet told King Hezekiah, get your house in order because you're about to die. He turned to the wall. He began to cry out to God. And before the prophet could get out of the, out of the driveway, come on, he turned around and walked back in and said, God, I just heard you. And give me 15 more years. I'm telling you, church, I don't know if God's going to give you 15 more years, but God is saying, get your house in order. Get your house in order. Get your house in order. Get your soul in order. Amen. That's all I said to repeat this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we gave him the word the best we could. Father, I don't know if I explained things clearly. I don't know, but I asked you, Lord, that if I didn't explain things clearly, God, if the supernatural with the Holy Spirit just begin to make it clear to him right now. Begin to open up our understanding of what's happening in the world today. What's happening in the spiritual realm? What's happening in the physical realm? God, what revealed to us what this 5,783 really means? It revealed to us what this new beginning, this new year of decisions in our lives. God, begin to reveal to us your truth and guide us and lead us and tell us what to do. Guide us and lead us and tell us what to do, oh Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus, guide this church, lead us, and tell us what to do at the Bible Church of God. Yes. You are the head of the church. You're the pastor. You are the head of the church, oh God. Tell us what to do. Yes. Begin to move in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Everybody just hold your hand up toward heaven right now. Yes. Wherever you are, hold your hand up toward heaven. God, you see every hand right now in the name of Jesus. Begin to fill everybody with your Holy Spirit. Begin to move in their lives, bringing spiritual things into order right now. Bringing physical things into order right now. In the name of Jesus, let healing flow. Let healing flow, oh God, right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Brother Tim, I want you to sing that song again. If you're here this morning, you need special prayer, come on, you got sickness in your body, we'll anoint you, we'll pray with you, we'll pray for you. I want somebody to come and stand in the gap for Brother Steve. Come here. We're going to pray for Brother Steve. Y'all know Brother Steve, he's been having some heart problems. He's got out of the hospital. He was in ICU this past week.
Heart out of rhythm. Fluid on his heart, fluid in his body. It's not a good diagnosis, but how many of y'all know we know a God that's able? We know a God that's able this morning. As we pray for Brother Steve, if you got something in your body you won't pray for, you need healing, come on up, we'll anoint you, we'll pray for you. If you need, if you want prayer of agreement about something that's going on in your life, come on, we'll, we'll agree with you in prayer and we'll pray with you. These altars are open. Let me say this again. These altars are open. If you need to come down to this altar and have a talk with Jesus to get your soul in order, then come down here and have a talk with Jesus right now, church. Amen. These altars are open. Sing us that song, brother.
I'm sitting in an earthquake in the spirit, say God, a spiritual earthquake that is going to awaken my church. A spiritual earthquake is going to awaken my saints. You're going to see things that you've never seen before. You're going to hear things that you've never heard before, saith God. I am in the midst of the stirring of the church. I am in the midst of the stirring of the saints. And I am calling the sinners to the cross, saith God. And sinners are going to come in by the thousands and ten thousands and millions, saith God. Revival is released in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We have just entered into a year of revival that's going to be happening all over the planet. All over the planet. We're going to hear about a revival in Russia. We're going to hear about a revival in Ukraine. We're going to hear about revival. I'm talking about thousands and hundreds and millions of people being saved by the power of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Revival is hitting the planet. Revival in this year. Come on. How many of y'all going to pray for that? How many of y'all going to pray that it happened right here with us? Let me go ahead and tell you, it begins with you and I. It begins with us. Revival begins right here, don't it? You and I got to be revived. You and I got to be on fire before we get anybody else revived and on fire for God. We got to be on fire for God. Oh, come on, church. We got to be on fire for God. I'm excited. Listen, you don't want to miss Friday night. You don't want to miss Friday night. I only got on page... What page did I get on? I only got on page five. Amen. That's only half of it. Praise God. There's a lot more to go. I'm telling you, church, we are in revival. Happy New Year. Come on, church. Happy New Year. Everywhere you go today, say Happy New Year to people. And when they look at you cross-eyed, explain to them what I told you this morning. Welcome to the year of 5,783.